Hello, and thank you for tuning to Fire and Rain Ministries, where fire purges and rain washes. Today, we have an exciting word to share with you from Apostle Allison J. Cross, and we know that you will be encouraged by what you hear. So sit back and relax, and remember, she has a word for you from the Word. Father, we just thank you and praise you and honor you. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we bless your holy name today for what you are doing with the school of the prophets. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight because you are truly our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, amen. I'm excited amen. about the school of the prophets. You know, one of the things is we need to know and we need to have balance in what's being taught, what's being shared, and what's being received. And we have to have a well-rounded view of what's going on. We can't, it just can't be, you know, you read something and you think you know what it means and then you begin to take that information and run with it. We want to have a great foundational information uh, where it pertains to the um, school of the prophets and what it is to be a prophet for real. And, you know, let us say prophet for real. <laughs> because a lot of people um, today, they, um, they may assume that they're uh, prophets, but they may not be. They may prophesy, give a prophetic word, but that does not mean that they are actually a prophet. So that's one of the things that you know, we want to uh, look at and give me one second. I'm just going to pull up my notes here. And so we're going to, and you are going to get your manuals today via email. I just had to go over some, um, some information to make sure that everything was on point and which I have done. And let's go ahead and get started. One second. All right. So today we're going to be talking about chapter one. We're going to be talking about the fact that what type of roles did the uh, prophets play in the Old Testament? They played a very, very important role. They played a critical role in the Israelite society during the time of the Old Testament. Just like we as prophets and prophetic people today, we play a critical role in today's society. When we begin to speak for things, we have to really be careful what's coming out of our mouth. Are we speaking life or death? to society. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And one of the things that we have to do is we have to make sure that what we are speaking is coming forth life of the word. Now, I tell you what, I will speak death to the things of the devil. I, you know, we, we, we blast that, we crush it, we annihilate that. But anything that is pertaining to the things of God, we speak life to. Amen. And so when you look at those um, prophets in the Old Testament, they were seen as messengers of God. They were messengers of God, literally. And I'm, I, I want to drive that home, that they were messengers of God. And the reason that I'm driving that home is because a lot of people think that it's my message. You know, some people, I'm saying not everybody, but some people, unlearned prophets, unlearned people, novices, they may think that that's their word. No, when you look at the prophets of the Old Testament, they were messengers of God, okay? And they were chosen by him to speak 
to the people and to deliver his word. And that was the bottom line. It wasn't their word. It wasn't the word of their pastor. It wasn't the word of someone else. It was the word of God that was delivered to them by the Lord. Amen. And so when we look at that, let's look at some of the key roles that the prophets of the Old Testament uh, played. Second, I think I got to let some more people in. All right, so what type of uh, role did they actually play? They communicated, they were communicators of God's word, communicators of God's word. The prophets were chosen vessels to deliver his message to the people of Israel. Chosen vessels. Have you been chosen? Have you been called? Are we doing what God has called us to do? They were chosen vessels to deliver his message to uh, God's people of Israel. And what did they do? They received divine revelations. What is a divine revelation? It is when God speaks to us, we hear and we obey. Uh, they received divine revelations and they were um, they were tasked with communicating the, what God gave them to the people. So they, they got the revelation and then they were to give that information to God's people. Very important, okay? They, and they, when they received those and they were seen as the voice of God on earth. Now, nowadays, what we see is, unfortunately, we see a lot of people that are literally not really saying that it's God's voice on earth, or they're saying that God said something that he didn't say. If what we are saying is not lining up with the word of God, we need to go back and check that. If we are receiving a word or listening to a word from someone that is deeming themselves, calling themselves a prophet, we need to make sure that whatever that they are saying is truly from God. And how do we do that? We test the spirit by the spirit to see if it's of God. We also make sure that what is being said can be traced back to the word. It's not contradicting what the word of God says in the prophets of the old Testament, they never, they didn't contradict what God said. Now you had the false prophets. Okay. They contradicted, but the true prophet of God will never, ever, ever contradict the word of God. Now we can look at that in, from the uh, respect of sometimes when people are novices, they're not trained. They may not know uh, what's going on. They may make a mistake. They may say something that's not lining up with the word of God. That's why we need mentors. Last week we talked about Psalms chapter one. It says, you know, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So if there's, if you're uh, blessed not walking in the counsel of the ungodly, that means you're blessed when you do walk in godly counsel. Amen. And so we really have to, um, we have to do that. We have to look at that and say, you know what, Lord, I want to definitely walk in godly counsel, and I'm not going to get feedback. Uh, I'm getting a lot of feedback in a second. Okay, there we go. I had to mute your apostle, Ron, because we're getting feedback from you. Okay, and so we don't want to walk in ungodly counsel. Another thing is their words carried weight and authority. Think about it. Go back and really look at those prophets in the Old Testament. Their words carried a lot of weight and it carried a lot of authority because when they spoke, stuff began to happen, okay? Now, the prophets in the Old Testament were also known as intermediaries, which means they were in between God and man, okay? They were getting the word from God and then they would hear, God would speak, 
they would hear it and then they'd give it out. So they were kind of like the go-between. So prophets were also seen, you know, as intermediaries between God and the people. And they would often offer prayers. They would often offer prayers and supplication on behalf of people asking for forgiveness. You know, how many times did we see the prophets cry, oh God, don't wipe them out. What was Moses? Oh my God, the people gave him so much grief. Oh my goodness. But what did he do? He always interceded for the people. And that's something that, you know, the prophets of the Old Testament did. They interceded for the people on behalf of the people. They were asking for forgiveness. They were asking for guidance and protection. And in this way, the prophets acted as a bridge between God and humanity. We needed that. They needed that back then before Jesus came because they didn't have a bridge. <laughs> All they had was a bunch of drama going on. People was just, you know, doing too much. They were doing too much. And so another thing is they acted as moral guides, moral guides. The prophets were moral guides for the, uh, for the people of Israel. They preached about the importance of obeying God's commandments and living a righteous life. That is something that the prophets of the old, they, they were sticklers about that. You didn't see them, you know, running around saying, you know, all the foolishness that we hear today, and I'm not going to get into the foolishness that we hear today, but their main thrust was to bring repentance. They had a heart to see the people return back to the Father. And that's something that we want to look at too. We want to make sure that as we speak as mouthpieces of God, that we are literally turning back to the Father. Amen? We want to make Amen. sure do that we have to do that we have to be in a place where we're turning God's children that have gone astray that have done things that they don't need to be doing yeah we look at it we call it out but you know what calling out don't even also mean calling out in front of everybody you know we take people to the side if God shows us something and we call you know we let them know what you're doing is not pleasing to God you know let's tighten that up let's get it back in order and they also Prophets of the Old Testament, they warned the people about dangers and of sin and the consequences of turning away from God. This is something that we are not hearing on a grand scale today. You know, everything is so politically correct, you know, in many, you know, houses of God today that people want to stay politically correct. People do not want to offend people. Well, you know what? I'd rather offend you and save your soul. I'd rather offend you. I'd rather say something that's going to shake your boots and, you know, make you really think about what you're doing so that you can turn back to God if you're out of order. It's important. And that is something that the prophets of God did. That is something that they did. They were moral guides. And also there were social critics. The prophets were not just concerned with spiritual matters, but also with social justice. Okay, they really were. They often criticized the rulers and leaders of Israel for their injustice. They criticized them for oppression and corruption. They called for reforms and social change, and they often challenged the powerful to use their position to, uh, to benefit the people. Now, one of the people, uh, prophets, uh, is Amos. Go and read that book of Amos. You will see he was really, really upset with the way that um, they were uh, treating the people of God. He was upset with that, you know? And um, so he's one of the ones that you might want to go back and read about, you know, how he was really for- Reading the 
um, social, uh, stamping out social injustice. There were the prophets were also historians. Many of the prophets recorded the events of their time, providing valuable historical context for their messages. If they wouldn't have reported what they did and what was going on, we wouldn't have it to read today. So, you know, they were literally like historians. They, um, and the, another thing is they wrote about wars. They wrote, wrote about uh, political upheavals. And, you know, that shaped the Israelite society. Their writings offer also a unique window into the history and culture of ancient Israel. A lot of times, if you get like a manners and customs of the Bible book and you read that along with the scripture, you'll be able to see, you know, when they were talking about certain things and, well, why did they say that? When you go back and read about the history, you know, you'll learn that, you know, a lot of what, you know, they were talking about and the history of what was going on, it all fit together. And it also gives us a greater insight so we can say, oh, well, that's why they said that. Or, oh, that's why they did that. It was because that was their custom. But if we don't know why people say what they say, we may misinterpret it. That's why it's really good to study, study, study the word of God. Just like with us today, naturally, if we are not um, studying, you know, if we have a conversation with somebody and someone says something to you and you say, well, I don't agree with that, but why did I say that to you? If you don't have a clear understanding as to why I say what I say or do what I do, you'll take it and misinterpret it based on where you're coming from and not where I'm coming from. And that's what the prophets of the Old Testament did. They, um, they were historians. They wrote things down. And as we read the scripture, pick it apart to understand it, we'll know where they were coming from. And then that gives less, um, less um, time or what uh, it will give you uh yeah less time to be able to look at it and say you know I'm, I'm interpreting this the way i see it as opposed to interpreting the way the scripture wants us to see it so we want to do that they also were forth tellers of the future god would give the prophets of the old testament wisdom and understanding and knowledge and they would be able to tell you know what was going to happen you know they were known for their ability to uh, tell what was going to happen or say things. If you don't do this, this is what God is going to do. They would often, uh, they have prophecies. They would refer to future events. Um, they were warning of impending judgment. And they also offered hope for the future. Now, that's something that we want to look at because, you know, prophets were not all prophets of doom and gloom. They were prophets of hope. If you do this, if you turn from your wicked ways and turn back to the Father, you, this is going to happen. You know, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to keep you. But if you go down that path that I'm telling you not to go down, then it's going to be a, a whole situation. Okay. And so the prophets played a very key role in the Israelite society. They served as messengers, intermediaries, moral guides, social uh, critics, historians, and they uh, spoke what was going to happen when God told them to. And their messages, what does it do? It inspires us today. It inspires us today. And it challenges us to make sure that as we are prophesying or talking about what God is saying, that literally um, it's what God has said. Now, let's talk about one of the uh, major prophets. Let's talk about Daniel, okay? 
Let's talk about Daniel. Uh, as I was going over this, I tell you, every time I read the book of Daniel, it just, it fascinates me in a new way. <laughs> you know, Daniel was a prophet in the Old Testament, okay? He was a prophet in the Old Testament. He lived during the time of the Babylonian exile. He's known for his wisdom. He's known for his faithfulness to God. Are we as prophets known for our wisdom and our faithfulness to God? We have to be known for that. We can't, we don't want to be known just, oh, they gave a good word. That word was on point. No, the word, if we're faithful to God, the word is always going to be on point. That's a given. Okay. So he was known for his faithfulness to God. You know, he was born into a, a Jewish family in Jerusalem. And, you know, as we know, he was taken into captivity by the Babylonian king, Nebuchadnezzar. Okay. Along with other uh, young men, um, Daniel and his friends, uh, they were um, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, or Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, and then uh, King Nebuchadnezzar changed Daniel's name to, um, what was it? Ah, oh, I'm drawing a blank. His, he changed his name to Belshazzar, okay? Belshazzar. He changed the name to Belshazzar. Okay, now what did Daniel and the prophets do? They, Daniel and his friends do. They, we know that they refused to eat the king's dainties, the king's food, you know, and they believed that it was unclean according to the Jew, Jewish dietary laws. That was their belief, okay? And they, what did they do? They asked permission to eat only vegetables and water. And what did God do? God blessed their faithfulness. They wasn't coming down off of what God called them to do. So God blessed their faithfulness. Amen. And God will bless our faithfulness. You know, we're not going to come down off of what God has called us to do because God is going to bless our faithfulness. And I give God glory for that. So they didn't come down. They didn't eat the king's food, you know, and they believed that that food was unclean. What did they do? They asked to only eat vegetables and water and God blessed their faithfulness. And they were healthier looking and more radiant than the ones that ate, the, you know, the food from the king. They was probably eating all kind of meat and fish and shrimp and grits and <laughs> everything. <laughs> but God blessed them God blessed um, Daniel and his friends because they honored him. And as prophets of God, no matter what is put before us, we need to honor God at all times. If God has given us a directive and said, don't do that, we're not doing it. Point blank, we are not doing it. And what did they do? They asked permission to just eat the vegetables and water and God blessed them. And Daniel also became famous for his ability to interpret dreams and visions. How many of you guys are dreams, dreamers? How many of you are? And, and God will give you, just like he gave Daniel, he's no respecter of person. He will give you the ability to interpret dreams and visions. And he interpreted, what did he do? He interpreted that dream of Nebuchadnezzar that foretold the rise and fall of several empires. If you go and read that whole thing about the, the, um, the, the feet mixed with clay and iron and all that, you'll see that that was literally telling the uh, rise and fall of several empires, in the, which included uh, the Babylonian, Persian, and the Greek empires. And Daniel interpreted that, okay? He also interpreted a vision for the Persian king Darius, which foretold the coming of the powerful king who would rule with righteousness and justice. So he was a dreamer. He would, he would also was also able to interpret the dreams. Daniel's faithfulness 
uh, to God led him into conflict with his enemies. And I'm going to say we are no different. When we as God's people are faithful to God, it will lead you into conflict with people you think your friends. People that you may think, oh, wow, I thought they were with me. But see, some people are only with you yeah. as long as what you're saying and doing is going along with their foolishness. Yeah. The moment you begin to step out and draw the line in the sand that I am for God and God alone, for God I live, for God I die, people will run from you. Yeah. People will lie about you. They'll talk about you. They'll lie on you. They'll try to cause people to disconnect from you because all of a sudden you got real serious about the things of God. And the prophets in the Old Testament, they were very serious about the things of God. They weren't playing. They didn't play with the things of God. They didn't play with prophecy. They didn't use it to their own self gain. They did not do that. If you guys can give me one moment, I need to... Uh, Pause this for one second. I'll be right back. Okay. Give me about one. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your patience. All right. And so one of the things, um, again, is that as prophets, we do what God has called us to do. Nothing more, nothing less. The prophets, Daniel, he wasn't having it. The other prophets in the Old Testament, they weren't having it. Guess what? We ain't having it either. Amen. Hallelujah. So he was known. But one of the things, you know, as he was taken into captivity, again, he didn't look. He didn't, he didn't eat the king's dainty. He didn't, he wasn't falling for the okie doke. He was, he was really just doing um, what God has called him to do. He was doing what God has called him to do. Second. I have to give me one moment. Someone's trying to get into the room and I need to let them back in. One second. For those of you that need the meeting password. I'm going to go ahead and teach this while I get this other information. So what did Daniel become famous for? He became famous for his ability to interpret dreams and vision. He interpreted a dream for Nebuchadnezzar, foretold the rise and fall of several empires. And that's what he was saying. What are we known for as prophets? What are we known for? The first thing we need to be known for is that we are following God no matter what. No matter what. No matter what people say or do. And again, Daniel's faithfulness to God led him into conflict with his enemies. And it will happen to us as well because, again, people are not going to want to see you obey God. And what did they do? They literally plotted to have him thrown into the den of lions. They plotted against him. However, what did God do? God miraculously protected Daniel from the lions and he emerged unharmed. God will miraculously protect us as well. See, we don't want to just get out here and think because, you know, we can uh, give a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, you know, things like that, that that is going to be, um, how can I say it? Our saving grace because guess what after you've given that word of wisdom and that word of knowledge to someone guess what they will go on about their business and guess what if that word of wisdom or that word of knowledge isn't lining up with what they really want to hear they'll just throw you under the bus they they really will throw you under the bus so we have to be um steadfast and unmovable in the things of god and we have to be faithful to god no matter what daniel 
you know, when he was thrown in that lion's den, can you imagine? Can you imagine what he was thinking, what he was feeling? Wow. His faith was in God. His faith was in God. Okay, give me one second. I want to bring up some other notes that I have put up here about Daniel that I wanted to go over. Hallelujah. One thing I, I like about Daniel, no matter what happened, his faith and his trust and his hope was in God at all times. You know, he had prophetic visions. He had dreams. He interpreted dreams. Now, a couple of significant things about Daniel and the dreams throughout his life. King Nebuchadnezzar, he had, again, I alluded to this before, he had that dream of the statue. Daniel interpreted King Nebuchadnezzar's dream, which involved that large statue made of different materials. It was made of gold, silver, bronze, iron, and clay. And what did Daniel do? Daniel revealed that the various parts of that statue represented different kingdom, kingdoms symbolizing the rise and fall of different empires. Now, see, he wasn't just a, a general prophet that's going to um, give you uh, a few words. He wasn't just a general prophet that's just going to give you um, a few words, um, something that's general. Oh, I see that you're going through something. No, he was very specific in interpreting that dream. Oh, I, I see that you had a, yeah, you had a dream and it really disturbed you. Okay. He was very specific and God gave him details. He told him how to interpret that dream. See, as prophets of God, real prophets of God. Now, let me back up and say this. When God has called us to be a mouthpiece for him, there's also going to be the false prophets, the fake prophets, the uh, soothsayer, the diviners and things like that. They also have the ability, okay, to tap into the spirit. They're, they're, they can tap into the spirit realm. So as prophets of God, we must make sure that we're always on the right line, the right side of the realm of the spirit, amen, and not tapping into foolishness. And we're going to talk about that later on, probably like about maybe week eight, so when you look at Daniel and when he talked about the rise and fall of these empires, you go and look at Daniel chapter two, uh, verse 31 through 45. That's where it describes that. Now, what you want to do is next week, um, this week, read the book of Daniel, get a really good, clear understanding of the book of Daniel. And I would say, read it in King James. If you have an um, amplified classic edition, read it there as well. That way, it'll give you a really good understanding of what was going on. And also, you know, when King Nebuchadnezzar had that dream, uh, he had a dream of a tree. You guys, if you um, read the book of Daniel, you may or may not remember that. But he had a, a dream of a tree. And Daniel interpreted another dream of uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. And that tree was cut down, representing the king's own downfall and the subsequent restoration after humbling himself before God. That's Daniel 4, chapter 10 through 27. Remember, you know, he was running around like an animal, you know, wet and eating grass and out of his mind, you know, and things like that. But see, Daniel, the prophet Daniel was able to interpret that dream accurately. The more time we as prophets of God spend with the Lord, we will be able to interpret dreams 
accurately and not if, if God has given you that particular gift and not just a smoothing over, okay? And then also, remember there was handwriting on the wall during the reign of uh, Belshazzar, who was Nebuchadnezzar's son. You know, Daniel, Belshazzar, um, Nebuchadnezzar's son, Belshazzar, okay? So Daniel interpreted the supernatural writing on the wall that appeared on the wall during a feast. The words, many, many, tekel, euphosterin, and that was interpreted by Daniel as a message of judgment upon Belshazzar and the fall of his kingdom. Very, very interesting. That's found in Daniel 5, 1 through 31. If, you know, and so what we want to do is we want to familiarize ourselves with the prophets of the Old Testament and how they functioned, how they acted, how they reacted, how they were so faithful to God that they were not going to go outside of what God was saying. Amen. They weren't going, they just didn't do it. You know, remember, um, who was it, Jeremiah, they told him, shut up, <laughs> you know, and I'm paraphrasing, don't speak his name again, don't speak, he said, I can't, it's like fire, shut up in my bones, you know, and so we have to be so um, saturated with the Lord, with his word, with his presence in prayer, in fasting, in waiting on God, and getting rid of every other thing that's not like God, that we will literally, it, it'll be like fire in us. Wasn't that an awesome teaching? We look forward to you tuning in each week for more teachings from Apostle Allison J. Cross, founder of Fire and Rain Ministries. You can follow us on Facebook, Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, iTunes, and more under the Fivefold Network. To contact the ministry, you can reach us at 252 764 5685 or email us at apostleajcross at gmail.com God bless you and see you next time